Welcome to Tales from the Fog. I am your host, Casey, and with me, as always, is my beautiful and amazing wife, Veronica. How are you doing? I got a medicine ball today. What? It was so fun. It's my first medicine ball ever, and it's heavy, and it's awesome. What kind of medicine's in it? The good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's got sand, and it's kind of like a maraca. You shake it, it goes chick 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 but it's heavy. I mean, it's probably not it's heavy to heavy you. Ball. It's a heavy ball, but it's only yeah. one. So, you know, you got to work with what you got. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, uh, we are banking this episode. For, for So, for you guys, Midsummer Scream just happened. Yay! And it was awesome and amazing, I assume. We know it's going to be. Yeah. Especially when Rick West was running around dressed up like Hellraiser with a Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so. that, you know that's going to happen. I'm just predicting... Now, so when everybody hears this next week, they're like, yeah, that totally did happen. That's a fun game. Okay, let's try to predict what things will happen without obviously giving away any spoilers of things that we know are going to happen. I will get injured at some point during one of the shows because that's an annual tradition. That's how you got the name Pipe and Drape. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's see. How many Decade Brigade members are going to end the weekend with one new injury? All of them. You think so? They do uh, all leave it. Except for Chase. He might smack his head on something. Maybe. We'll see. He's very calculated, though. He is. He's got a lot of body control, so I I think he's one of the least likely to injure himself. The most likely, I would say, is James. Last year, we did have a betting pool going on. We did. We actually had a tally. injured first. Yeah. Who won? Seabass won, right? Seabass won, yep. yeah. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we'll start the tally again. Who knows? We should, I'm sure we will. I think it's a tradition for them to see, to put money on who's going to hurt themselves first. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I think James will, because like, he's, he's daring any day of the week. You strap knee pads onto that boy and he gets 10 times as daring. You put him in front of people. I think it's going to be a hundred times. I think he's going to go nuts. Yeah. But I don't, I trust him with my life and I trust him with my safety, but I know that he doesn't consider himself like if he hurts himself it's not as important he'd rather not hurt somebody else so he'll take the hit so i think that he's gonna get hurt i mean i hope he doesn't of course i mean i don't want anyone to get hurt but knowing who we are and what we do i think that james might (laughs) might hurt himself in some way yeah um i'm pretty sure that i will to some degree again the adrenaline and pushing yourself everyone's trying for records and beating Mm -hmm. their own prs and all that stuff and our shows are pretty close contact, if not full contact. Yeah. So I think the girls will get hurt a little bit. Yeah. We'll see. Mm-hmm. It's a much more dangerous show this year that we put together. Um, so we're really pushing the sliders. So my guess is once the adrenaline's going with the crowd going nuts, we might see some pretty crazy things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think so, too. Um, I can say that I don't think Beggs is going to hurt himself at Midsummer Screen. No. I think he's safe. I think so, too. Yeah. But we'll see. That's true. I guess he's not immune because he will be there. Yeah. 
Sometimes just standing there like myself you yeah. can get injured. So, But you're like in the fray. Yeah. So. My job is basically to make sure that the audience members don't get hurt. Yeah. Um, That's really, you know, kind of the forefront of of your goal and our goal. Yeah. Is to make sure the audience has a, a thrilling yet safe experience. Yep. Like at Disneyland. Yeah, kind of. Except the electrical parade isn't flying 12 feet through the air right next to you. <laughs> but it should be. That would be awesome. Um, let's see, what else have we been doing? Uh, I got two. So for those that don't know, myself and Double D run the Decay Brigade YouTube channel. And if you haven't subscribed, go and subscribe to the Decay Brigade official YouTube channel. Uh, because we need 100 members before they let us do a custom URL. So right now it's like youtube.com slash a bunch of weird characters. Mm. Once we get a hundred people, we can actually make it Decay Brigade official. I didn't know they had that requirement. They they just added it. Oh. It wasn't like that before. They have a bunch of new requirements now that they have like those. What do they call it? Like you can have like a an official like Hannah Hart and all of them like. So they're making it harder for you to get to that point where you can make money off of your channel. Oh, okay. Because they want you like some of the stuff you have to have a thousand subscribers now before you can even do it. So, but with people potentially being YouTube famous, then I could see, yeah. you know, so they're trying to kind of weed out the riffraff and make sure you have quality content before they start giving you extra stuff. I'm into that. Yeah. So I have two videos coming out. We've started a new series called Boot Camp. Uh, the, both of them will be out by now, so you can go check them out. But the first one is how to build slider shoes, and the second one is how to um, cut the fingertips mm-hmm. for your slider gloves which is actually going to be a part of the Midsummer Scream class that I'm doing, um, which already happened. So thank you guys for attending <laughs> that game. Um, that game? Yeah. I'm sure there will be games involved, knowing us. We gamify everything. I said game, but sure. Oh, I thought you said those of, those of you who came, or never mind. Cut this out. <laughs> this is terrible. No way. It's staying in. God damn it. Yep. Um, anyway, thanks for coming to the game. <laughs> yeah. How much did you drink already? I need not, to catch up. Not enough. You can't blame alcohol. Greg always tries to, to say that I'm drunk, and really, this is just me. Add <laughs> <laughs> a blur of my 20s. Maybe that explains it. All right. So, you guys, uh, Midsummer Scream just happened, which means when this podcast is out and you're listening to it, Scare LA is basically in two days. Unless you're listening to it late. Later. Yeah. If you're listening to this the day it comes out, Scare LA is in about two days. And so let's talk about Scare LA, huh? We got Decay Brigade, three mm-hmm. shows a day, just like at Midsummer Scream. Um, there's a new section at Scare LA. Uh, for those who don't, don't know, Scare LA is moving from Pasadena to the LA Convention Center, which is downtown LA. Um, so they have a lot more room. So they've actually given the Decay Brigade our own space, basically. Um, it's kind of like a scare, uh, it's called Scary Woods, and it's supposed to be like a, it's going to look like a, a neighborhood or something. And uh, and so we're going to have our own slider runway right down the street, down the middle of this little neighborhood. Um, it's also going to be a scare zone, and I believe there's going to be two other scare zones in there, a graveyard and a haunted woods. So you may find some Decay Brigade members running around actually scaring at the event this year as well. Um what else are you looking forward to, Veronica? I'm really curious to see because, I mean, up until very recently, 
we didn't have anything to go by. So I was just kind of sitting back and waiting, like, are they going to let us know what's happening? Like, I heard about a couple panels. Like, I heard about John Autopsy doing his um, the music panel, yeah. which I think is really cool because anybody can download a program, but you actually do need to kind of, like, know your shit to put it together into something that makes sense for your venue. Yeah. So, and I and he's been doing it for, like, over a decade. So, you know, I trust him to lead that class for sure. But, you know, I hadn't heard anything else. So I'm actually pretty excited that they finally started, like, telling people what, like, what the hell is going to happen? Like, yeah, because I know, I mean, it's going to be a big deal. Moving to that venue, you've got so much more space. And, like, hopefully that means that they're going to fill it with stuff and vendors and, you know, things. And, like, we've got the Decay Brigade there, which is always a big old draw. And, you know, the cool scare zones and everything and monsters actually getting to scare and not getting yelled at for scaring, yeah. which just happened every single freaking year. But, you know, I'm actually kind of excited. I hope, I really hope it pulls together and turns into something amazing. Me too. I'll probably be bringing a costume to scare between shows since I got nothing to do anyway. Ooh. Um, between Ooh. the shows. Let's play a game. Spot the Casey. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Adam Savage does uh, incognito at every single <sighs> Comic-Con. So maybe, uh, what can we do? You got to do something. I'll have some Decay Brigade temporary tattoos on me. And if you can find me uh, in the scare zone at some point in costume and figure out it's me, I'll give you a Decay Brigade uh, temporary tattoo. Nice. So there you go. You can get a cool <laughs> temporary tattoo custom for you guys. Um, uh, let's see. There's a couple panels. Uh, Universal Studios Hollywood is doing a Horror Nights panel at Scare LA. They're pretty much the only... Uh, event doing a panel oh. at Scare LA. There's no knots, no Fright Fest that I saw, at least as of announced right now. Mm-hmm. Um, no Queen Mary. Um, but, you know, Scare LA kind of is leaning more towards the horror movie genre and not so much towards the haunted attraction stuff. Um, so as far as that goes, uh, there's a panel with Blumhouse, which is going to be pretty cool, I think. And um, so, yeah, that's pretty much the only two is the Universal and the Blumhouse one that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, If you're into special effects makeup and prosthetics and learning how to do set design, there's a lot of classes for that. Most of them cost extra money, so you got to fork out up to like $95, I think, Hmm. extra for these classes. Um, Some of them are as cheap as like 20 bucks, I think, but they go all the way up to almost 100. Are you paying for materials? Yeah, so I think what it is is whatever you make, you get to take home. Okay. But, you know, it's on top of your ticket, so there's an extra price on that. But they have some cool stuff. There's a um, one of the, God, what is it called? Face Off. Yeah, the Face Off contestants mm-hmm. is doing a bunch of stuff on prosthetic makeup, mm-hmm. um, molding, painting, all that stuff. There's somebody that's doing stuff on how to turn wood and other props to make it look like rusted metal and and things like that. So that's pretty cool. Um, There's like a Makeup 101 class, a Makeup 102 class, if you're more advanced. Um, There's a couple scare acting classes. So if you want to be in a haunted attraction this year, you can go and take a couple of those. If if you're never scared before and you want to learn how to create a character and how to embody... Uh, something that's meant to scare somebody. It's a little different than normal acting. Um, there's a couple classes on how to do that. You know, for me, I think 
in a classroom environment, it's harder to teach that. I've always liked having the sets and stuff to be able to bring people into their position or into their room and really work with them on how to use that room effectively. Yeah. Um, you know, acting character wise, you could probably do it outside the classroom or outside the haunted attraction, but actually learning how to scare really depends on the room that you're in or the environment that you're working within, how to best, you know, do that. But I don't know. We'll see what, what comes of that. Um, I'm inclined to agree with you there. Um, there are some things kind of like in an acting class where you can, there are some fundamentals, some basics that if someone has never done it before, this would be a good time to introduce those things like the psychology behind scaring, the reasons people are scared of certain things. Hopefully they get into that kind of stuff that's a little bit more classroom style, you know, write this down kind of learning and then stuff that they can apply to when they do get into that environment. They can kind of build their character and build their scare tactics off of what they learned there. Because a lot of that stuff, if you think about it, we learned because we had to, because we were thrown into the environment and, and wished good luck. Yeah. So you learned by trial and error. So hopefully this will eliminate some of that error for some people. I think that'd be pretty cool if it, if it works out the way that, you know, they yeah. can get well. I mean, okay. So, I mean, those are basically what's going on as far as classes and panels. Um, there's a few pretty cool experiences coming. If you went to Comic-Con this year, they had the It Presents Float experience, which is a VR experience where you get on an actual school bus and it plays out a scene from the movie It. Mm -hmm. Uh, sounds really cool. We didn't get experience in a Comic-Con because we didn't go, but it's going to be a scare LA, so it might be something we can line up for. But I will say... Uh, I got reports from people at Comic-Con who waited for this, and they said it was about a three-hour wait. Oh. So if you want to do the IT attraction, I would say try to get that done first thing in the morning. Yeah. Like, just get there and, you know, wait for it first thing, because I'm, I have a feeling this thing's going to have quite a, a wait for it. So it actually has a, a more of a payoff than, like, that weird stepfather thing that was in Ghost Town all those years ago. Well, that wasn't a VR experience. So take what we did with Ghost Town VR where mm -hmm. we were shooting the stuff. But now put yourself on a school bus. So you're sitting in a school bus. With the headset with on. With the headset on. And you're in, and it then puts you in a virtual school bus, right? So you see the school bus in VR. Mm -hmm. And then you can look out the window and it is running around the school bus terrorizing. Oh, you. no. So <laughs> that's basically the experience. I don't know why it's called float. I mean, everybody was wearing rain slickers with the balloons in the pictures. So maybe they give you... Like the little kid that puts the boat in the water and goes down the drain. Yeah. Um, maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. But it looked pretty cool. It's just another item I'm not going to get to see. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you'll get to see it. Yeah. Well, it'll be hard because if you're in makeup, putting on a VR goggle system might be kind of... I might have just hold it up to my head. Yeah. I there's no way. Do it. Yeah. There's no way. I wouldn't be able to with that, all that hair. Yeah. Um, so uh, Z-Tag is coming back. They were that scarily last year. That's that zombie game where you get the little badge with the lights on it. And then there's zombies running around. If they get close to you, it like takes life away from you. Oh, cool. And then there's like certain vendor booths are recharged like health stations. So you can go to that booth and it recharges your health. That's fine. Um, oh, so it's like an ongoing game. Yeah, it goes throughout the entire day. And they're um, the official, em like not employees, but like zombies. Who just roam around the convention center? Yeah, and like they're try the to ones find that had, last year had the the Walking Dead cosplayers. Mm -hmm. um, they were part of the Z Tag group. 
Now I remember. Yeah, there's going to be a couple uh, escape room that you can do. Uh, and then the zombie ballerinas are coming back. So I don't know if they're going to be performing in, on the slider floor like they did last time. For their sake, I hope that they aren't because the lighting is not going to be conducive to any dance performance. I mean, one of the, the benefits to Scarily last year was, you know, it wasn't as like atmospheric or anything like that, but the lighting was just straight up better for the performer. And when you have like a dance troupe like that, theater lighting is cool, but you need like specific theater lighting designed for your gig. Well, the theater lighting that we're going to have this year is designed for our gig. And if those poor girls have to come out there and just like make do with the, you know, with the light floods that we have, I think that that would kind of suck. So hopefully they actually have a stage, but you know, they could be end up sharing the runway with us like last year. They're really sweet and they're, I really liked their performance. So if we do, you know, it is what it is, but they, they deserve a, a raised stage. Yeah. They're really good. So I like them. I yeah. thought it was really, I liked that odd. You know, juxtaposition the, of the beautiful, graceful with the gross and dead. Yeah, that was another thing that came from the Fringe Festival. Really? Yeah, that's where that started was the Fringe Festival um, out in L.A. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. They, the thing is with the Scare L.A. website that I'm looking at, they don't give you any information on what these things are. It's literally a picture with what it is. So there's something called the summoning AR haunted house, which means it's augmented reality. Mm-hmm. What it is, I don't know. So it could be close to what they did with um, Knott's Berry Farm, where they did the ghost hunting thing, where you went into the haunt museum with the with the ghost tracker thing, and you can go in there and it would like show you ghosts in there mm-hmm. on like this tablet that you had. Could be something like that. I don't know. Doesn't say. No description or anything. No, it's literally just a picture with the name. That's a fun picture. It's very David Bowie-esque. Yeah. It says, 1987, one ritual, no survivors, what happened during the summoning? Wow. That's all I get. That's very David Bowie-ish. Yeah. Neat. Okay. Um, What's our description? Ours being Decay Brigade. It says, Decay Brigade, slider shows, and classes. Okay. And that's it? That's it. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't look i I'm, I'm not gonna judge i've never run a convention i'm sure it's very challenging let's uh so okay let's go to appearances oh never mind that's just everybody that's gonna be there i thought maybe they had celebrity appearances but it's just like all the all the vendors and people doing stuff yeah um, i wonder how the vendors are gonna feel now that our loud asses aren't gonna be amongst all their stuff happy Although we are going to draw everybody away from the vending location anyway. Yeah, but we did that anyway, and we blew out their eardrums. So at least now we're just taking the customers. So they have um, some screenings. So you can see the Haunter's Art of the Scare, um, the Metamorphosis Experiment, which is done by Imagination Mary, you know, Knott's Network, Fear Zone. Oh! They created this... I think it's a short called The Metamorphosis Experience. So that's going to be screening at Scarole. Really? Yeah. Aww. Um, so that's I pretty like cool. Um, and then a bunch of other stuff that I've never heard of. All right. Sounds like a blast. Yeah. There's going to be content. I mean, we may not know too much about it now. I mean, by the time this airs, there might be more information out there. But 
it's going to be something, you know, whatever it is, go with an open mind and some time to kill. You're going to get, you're going to get your money's worth. You're going to see some cool panels. You're going to see some great shows, if I do say so myself. And you're going to have fun. So just go and have a good time. And just like we hope that at this point you had a good time at Midsummer Screen. Yeah. The Decay Brigade will be there. We'll be having shows. So you can just come and hang out with us. Basically, yeah, we'll be there. Our booth is going to be at the end of our runway in the, um, I guess it is like a neighborhood. I mean, our runway is like a, a street. Yeah. Like we're sliding in the street, which in is kind of fun because, you know, all being street monsters. So, yeah, come hang out, do the hunt for Casey, get a temporary tattoo. So um, another fun thing that we'll do that's more Decade Brigade centric is um, if you do end up with a tattoo, a temporary tattoo, kids, um, do the hashtag Decade Brigade. And we want to see all those temporary tattoos on all y'all yeah, on the Instagrams and Facebooks. All right, so after Scarlet on Tuesday, the Tuesday after Scarlet, we and Veronica are leaving, um, and we're going to be meeting up with several other Decade Brigade members in Texas, where Six Flags over Texas have hired the Decay Brigade to train their sliders. Um, so we will be road tripping from here to Texas, so that'll be fun. Oh, I wanted to talk about that, but I didn't know if we were allowed to yet. Yep. Sweet! Yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be really neat. Cause I mean, the brigade loves to share their craft with people who, who are interested because it is such a, such a niche, you know, part of the genre, which is kind of a niche in the greater world. So if someone comes to us and is like, you know, we want you to teach us, make it all squealy. And we're like, yes, please. So most of our guys are, um, taking a plane. Because it's from California to Texas. You should probably take a plane. Casey and I, however, um, just to have a vehicle out there and to save on travel well, expenses. To be fair, what we're doing is we're bringing out the gear. We are. That's true. So, so we're, you know, while saving a plane ticket expense, which we were all going to kind of pitch in anyway, um, Casey and I are going to drive out there because we're taking all of the gear. So we've got, you know, the different stunts, the, you know, pieces of equipment that we use, um, knee pads, things that are kind of tricky to get onto an airplane or, into, you know, take up a lot of space in a duffel bag. We're going to take that in the car. So it's going to be fun. We're going to stop on the way, check out some cool stuff, and then go out there and I don't know what we're going to do. Show some kids how to slide, I guess. I mean, aren't we going to do something like a, like a classroom sort of setting, like safety things and kind of like one of those old you know the um like the movies where safety sanitation your new job like one of those like orientation type films but but like Uh, in real life yeah so basically we're starting from scratch with these guys because what we've been told um they had sliders last year and they weren't a very good and b very safe so what they've done is they asked us to come in. We're going to start from scratch with them. We're going to teach them safety. We're going to teach them how to slide properly. We're going to teach them all the things they need to know just to know effectively scare slide. Mm-hmm. Then what we're going to do is we're actually going to teach them how to do a show because Six Flags over Texas saw our show at Midsummer Scream last year and they want that. So I don't think we're going to be able to get them to the caliber of a Decay Brigade show, but we'll be able to get them 
up to at least being able to do some tricks, hopefully. Yeah, I think the goal is to get them thinking like exhibition sliders. Because you've got your scare sliding, which we know is very different from stunt sliding, like what the Decay Brigade does when they're performing as the Decay Brigade. So there's there's just so many elements that go into it that, you know, they you know, they want to do a show, which is awesome and they should. But there's a lot of steps and a lot of things to consider to make a show that, you know, doesn't suck. So not only do they have to worry about the caliber of their their technique and their strength and their endurance, but now you're looking at musicality and choreography and audience interaction and emotion and character and all these things that, you know, you may or may not consider on that high level of I want to do a show. And just building props, like learning how to build the limbo stands yeah. and, and the box and like all this other stuff that we've, you know, you'd think building a box would be simple, but <laughs> take a box, put it on slick concrete and then put a large mass of weight moving quickly across it in one, and it does not want to stay in mm-hmm. place. So the engineering that actually went into that box was quite a lot of engineering just to get it to stay in place. Yeah. People jump on it. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not as simple as just like throw a piece of wood out there that's six inches off the ground and have people jump on it because it's A, it might break, B, it's going to slide out from under you. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that we've learned just because we wanted to do this prop and then it didn't work and then we fixed it and then something else didn't work and we fixed it and we fixed it until mm-hmm. finally it worked. Yeah. Um, so we can take all that knowledge that we have and apply it, give it to them so when they build it, hopefully it works first time. <laughs> yeah. And we don't have the risk of anything being proprietary or NDA because this is stuff that has nothing really to do with any specific theme park because exhibition sliding with the, the specific stunts that, that you know the Decade Brigade especially have developed – weren't developed at any venue. They were developed out on the rink. So, you know, there is that sense of, like, we really know what we're talking about because, you know, like, people like Gary who are there from the very first attempt at a particular stunt all the way through its evolution into what it is now. Yeah. And he probably built it. (laughs) The man knows what he's doing. He's kind of a genius. Since this is after Midsummer Scream, we've already revealed our shows. We can talk about a prop that we built this year that has gone through many, many, many iterations. But what if they haven't gone to Midsummer and they haven't seen it yet and they're going to go to Scare LA? Because it'll be posted online by now for sure. So they've seen it. Are you sure? Yes. It's kind of awesome. No, we'll just say it because it's it's interesting because the whole process that went through the show, being able to talk about that and actually starting a prop from scratch that's never been done before in a sliding show. And seeing the evolution of how we got to where it is now is pretty interesting. So um, in the shows, we're using a, a bed as one of the props. And one of the things when we decided in our early, early on um, story thought process was that we want this bed and we wanted to do a bunch of different things. So we wanted it to have custom lighting. We wanted it to have a fog machine. We wanted it to be able to be slid on top of, slid under. We wanted it to be able to spin. Um, so we had all of these prerequisites. And and basically Gary Spaz, who builds all our props, <laughs> we basically said, good luck. <laughs> um, so what happened is, is he actually found a bed at like a a thrift store somewhere. So we got the prop for really cheap, but then we had to completely modify it in order to work for our shows because 
again, taking a large mass of weight, jumping on top of a bed, and obviously we couldn't have a mattress or anything on it. Um, you know, we said we had to build decking on it, and the first decking we had totally bent because mm-hmm. of the weight. So then we're like, okay, we need stronger, you know, stronger support beams. We need to raise the decking higher, actually, to to make it more flush. Because originally we had like, I don't even know how to describe it. it was like a a log flume channel, yeah, basically down the center of the bed, and mm-hmm. then you could jump up and slide on it, which allowed it to be a little shorter. But what happened is we thinned out the wood so much, making that channel on the main support struts of the bed that it started breaking the bed. So then we had to like re-add supports and then raise it up to the top decking and make it flush. So it's like a really big slider box now. Um, and then sliding underneath it, uh, which is terrifying. I tried it. I think I was the first person to try it and it was so, so scary. Um, but then, you know, Veronica has bashed into it. A couple of people have bashed into it. Yeah. So, Chase almost took off part of his face. Yeah. So part of what we're doing now, I think, is going to be protecting the, the support struts underneath by padding them with foam or something. So Thank you. If uh, someone slides under it, they don't hit the support struts with their head. Or even if they <laughs> hit it, it doesn't make that horrible sound. Yeah. Because even if you don't hit it that hard... You know, which I can attest to. I mean, I hit it hard enough for it's been two days. My head still hurts. But, you know, others have hit it harder, which mm-hmm. worries me. But, you know, that's that's naked wood. There's no protection on it at all. Yeah. And when you slide the speed that you need to to clear that space underneath it, you're going kind of fast. And if you make contact, it's it's swift and solid and it, it leaves yeah. a mark. And, and that's did, not something yeah, you want to do. I did the opposite. On my first attempt, I went through it just fine. My second attempt, however, <laughs> the, I don't know if it's because I went under it fine the first time, but I had it, like I turned my head so in my periphery I could see the support beams going past my head and it kind of scared me. So this time I think I was just like, I want to go lower. And so I went to slide under it and I went lower and then my body that wasn't padded or gloved hit the ground and with a loud screech I came to a very fast and sudden halt <laughs> and had like Indian burns on my arms and stuff because yeah. I was Well like, clothing doesn't do well because we wax the floor. We wax, you know, everywhere we go and your gloves and your knee pads do great. But then any bit of cloth that you have on you like sticks to it. Yep. And it hurts <laughs> real bad. Yeah, you stop uh, really fast. Yeah. It's um, it's uh it's so painful. It's, it's a crazy prop for sure. It's um, going to be really cool. So those coming to Scare LA, definitely come and see it. Um, I think it's only being used in the first two shows. So if you want to see this cool prop bed, I would say go to the first show because that's where it's going to be fully utilized. Well, it's hard to say because the first show it's more theatrically utilized and the second show is more sliding utilized. Right. So depending on what you want to see, I mean, you should see all three shows, let's be honest. But if you're only going to pick one and you want to see this cool, unique prop, decide whether you want to see it theatrically used, first show, more stunt used, second show. It's just going to be awesome. I think you should go to all the shows if you can anyway, because, I mean, if we have a prop like a bed, you know, you have to hope that we're telling a story that goes along with it. And you can bet your ass that we are. And that story takes, you know takes place over three acts. Those three acts are those three shows. 
So if you want to catch the whole thing, you got to go to all three shows. Yep. Easy as that. Yeah. So come out and see all of the shows. And they're all very different. I mean, because there's a lot of ways that you can have a slideshow. You can have it just be like, like, look at me. I can do this trick. Or you can be like very spooky and kind of like, you know, tell a story as far as the character. But we mixed all of it together where we've got choreography. We've got storyline driven. We've got like intense character interactions. And then we've got these crazy stunts that are, have never been done before. I mean, this group is the first people, as far as we know, that have done anything like this. So, I mean, there's a bunch of new stuff going on in all different kinds of ways. You really should see all three shows just to see what we've been doing for the past three Six plus months. months. Six months, I would say. Really? That long? Yeah. Oh, good. I wonder yeah. I'm so tired. So, Casey and I are in Corona now. We moved a couple of months ago. So a venue out here in Corona that we've visited in the past that you know we're we were pretty big fans of is um Coffin Creek. And Coffin Creek is a um it's out at the location of Coronenberg Fair where they do and I think they do some LARPing and stuff out there. Um what it is is it's a collection of um venues of mazes and like kind of like walk through sort of areas and then um there's also a hayride thing that can happen in the back there. But um, we were contacted by um, Matthew, who owns Coffin Creek, who co-owns Coffin Creek. And he was like, so you guys are into the haunted stuff. Like, you guys want to like, get involved? And, of course, we were like, um, yes, <laughs> absolutely. And so um, we were kind of like, kind of, you know, Going back and forth and like, well, what do you want to do? Like, do you just want to be a scare actor or do you want to like be a little bit more involved? And like, I love, I love being a scare actor. It, it's an ultimate thrill for me, but having done so many other things now with Huntington Haunt and, and then like just creating our own stuff, it's like, I think I wanted to do a little bit more. And like, I'm sure our audience knows Casey has had like multiple haunts, successful haunts that he's developed and built and run and then also you know, done talent in and everything. So we thought, well, now's probably, you know, a good time to get back into it. So we agreed. So what we're going to do is um, we're going to do uh, kind of like, it'd be a, a talent captain equivalent. We're kind of like maze managers. So what we're going to be doing is like tech managing and talent managing for um, specific venues at Coffin Creek. And then what I'm going to be doing as well is doing wardrobe. And you guys know how much I totally love that. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So um, this year, what they're going to be doing is they're going to keep the venues that they have. But um, what they're going to be doing is kind of like re revamping all of them. Yeah. So Coffin Creek is those buildings are up year round. They're, they don't have to worry about taking everything down and setting everything up for day ops like a lot of other parks do. They get to keep their stuff up all the time. Um, the thing that happens with that is... Um, people come out and mess with your stuff. Spiders move in and take over huge parts of your maze with their little webby houses of oh, doom. Man. And because it was such a wet winter, the weeds are insane. Like we couldn't even, we went out there, did kind of like a site review a couple weeks ago. And you could barely walk through some of the mazes because the weeds had grown up so high inside of things. It was amazing. Like you knew the spots where there should be just a clearing and it was like whoosh. Yeah. A forest of stuff. 
So there's a lot of work that has to be done. I mean, naturally, but it's going to be really cool. I think, you know, the, the venue has, you know, it's always had a lot of character and a lot of, a lot of, you know, potential for the actors to really get involved and push that story along. And this year is going to be no exception. I think, were they dark last year or the year before? May have been last year. May have been last year, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, this is the perfect opportunity to really go in and, you know, reinforce all of that awesomeness, rebuild everything that was messed up. Yeah. And, you know, get the talent back, get, make the wardrobe awesome. I'm really excited because I get to turn one of the, uh, they have one of those 40 foot storage containers, like the, um, like a shipping container. Yeah. And it's just filled with costuming. I was like, I want to make my own warehouse pee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a couple and of you know, know what warehouse pee is. And the great thing that they're doing is we're going to be paying all the talent. Yeah. So if you want to come out and scare in Coffin Creek, make a little side cash and have a really good time. Um, you know, come out and work. I think is it, is it confirmed what mazes we're going to be managing? Which ones we're going to be responsible yeah. for? I don't think it's confirmed. It's kind of up to us. I think I have, it was either between the asylum or. I think, I think I'm going to do the trail. Okay. And then Matt's going to do catacombs. Yeah. So you're doing trail. I'm doing asylum. He's doing catacombs. Yeah. There you go. So there so, you go. So come work on the trail with me because my team's going to be the best. Whatever. <laughs> I'm going to be heading up a bunch of crazy people. Those are my people. You think we're not going to be amazing? We're going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. We'll see about that. I think it's going to be a lot of fun because I've, I love doing wardrobe for things like this because it's so just not your normal thing. You know, like it's like whatever the opposite of your everyday is, that's what you want to put into something like this. Yeah. And that just, that just makes me giddy to no end. So I'm super excited. I'm kind of like, I'm not excited for Scarlet and everything to be over, but I'm excited to move on to the next thing, which is going to be the costuming for Coffin Creek. Well, Texas. And then Well, I consider that, that part of like that whole yeah. thing. Like it's just a three weekend <laughs> three mass weekend of nonsense. It's yeah. freaking crazy. And then uh and then yeah, once we come back from Texas, I'll be going over the Coffin Creek, I assume, and building because we oh, have I'm a sure lot you will of work be. I know. to do out there. So, I'm gonna try but, to avoid building because I don't want to. I'd rather spend my time in the costume shed, but you know, if I need to pick up a screw gun, I guess I'll pick up a screw gun. <laughs> I'd rather not, <laughs> but it's going to be super cool. So if you haven't been out there in a while, or if you go every year, you know, please come out this year. It's going to be, it's going to be a really good time. I think it's going to be pretty special. And if you're interested in scaring, you do not have to be 18 to work this venue. You can be younger, which is great because we do have a lot of fans out there who are younger who yeah. can't wait to work at Knott's. Like, well, guess what? If you go into Knott's with experience, you have a better chance of getting into that venue that you really want. Yes, you do. So, yeah. It's so, nice. come work for us because <laughs> we'll be awesome. Come work for us. We're trying really hard to make it, make a slider part. So, Coffin Creek, if you've ever been there, is mostly dirt. Like, it, the parking lot is. It's, you know, it's paved, but it's really, like, crumbly. And it's just, I mean, it's it's out in the, the middle of the wilderness. And then the rest of it is is just dirt and paths yeah. and things. Mm-hmm. Not very slider-friendly. However, there's one part that's kind of like, um, it's like a courtyard with a little bit of a raised stage. And it's all paved. And it's actually kind of nice. And there's a part of it that does lend itself, possibly, to a slider runway. 
So maybe, possibly, we can put some kind of show there. If anything, we can turn that courtyard into a scare zone where we can have, you know, some foodstuffs, maybe some entertainment or something, a place for people to just chill and then have some scare actors who can slide, you know, get that, you know, that Jones to slide, get it out of their system or, you know, and maybe practice and learn and get good so that when they're ready to go to knots, they've actually, not only do they have scare actor experience, but now they've got sliding experience yep. in a live venue. So, and there is a chance that the Decay Brigade may be making an appearance at Coffin Creek. If so. we can pull it together and clean up that area, then yeah. we could totally do a show there. Not like the Scarlet Midsummer Caliber. No, it'll be a little different. But that and probably awesome. all of our talent, like eighty-five percent of our talent, works at Scary Farm. Well, and the rest of us on, are retired. It's going to be on a hunter's night, so it'll be a week. Dang, yeah, they're not working. So I know, but I don't want we'll to take their time. The crew there. We'll see. Like it's it's all a work in Such progress. A pessimist. Oh really? <laughs> I am optimistic to a fault. Are you kidding me? I know. I, I'm just realistic. <laughs> I want it to happen. <laughs> Jeez. My God. The optimistic realist sounds like a sounds like SNL sketch character. <laughs> also, I'm the 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 spiritual skeptic. <laughs> <laughs> I need a T-shirt. Oh my God, that's awesome. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Coffin Creek. I'll check right, it out. And then um, in other news, our one-year anniversary of the podcast is in three shows. What? Yes. Really? We are now three shows away from our one-year anniversary. Aww. So is there anything that you want to do special for the one-year anniversary? Oh, my gosh. I, I, I don't know. Like... Is there anybody special you want to have on? Is there anything that you want to do? There, oh my God, there are tons of people that I want to get on the podcast, but, um, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I want to do something for the fans who've been there from day one. Like, is there anything that we can do for them? Um, I don't know. Like what? I don't know. But I also like, I appreciate the fan that's been there from episode one as much as I appreciate the fan that just joined us last week. You know, like, the fact that anybody tunes in to listen to us gab on about anything haunted is kind of cool. I'd love to do something for them in return, but I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if do you have any ideas what we can do? I mean, I, I could think about people that I want to have on the podcast, but that's just me being selfish. Anyway, I digress. Um, I want to get John Cook on the podcast. Really bad. So you want that, to do that for the one-year anniversary? If he would... If he would come on the podcast, I would be a giddy little schoolgirl. I mean, because, I mean, we've known him for, oh, my God, for so long. Like, my whole haunt yeah. career. And with all the stuff he's done, like, with the, the plague stuff and then now do, being a nonce, you know, designer, like, guys led an interesting life. And I think it'd be really fun. I think that a conversation with him would be super cool. Well, guys out there in podcast land, if you have any ideas of what we can do, to give back and say thank you for following us through this year and hopefully in the years to come. Please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you anyway. And if you have any scary stories or just weird, spooky stuff that you want to share, we're all ears. We're groovy people. Just reach out and say hi. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. And um, yeah, be sure to follow YouTube, the Decay Brigade YouTube. Uh, you just have to search in the YouTube search bar for Decay Brigade. We'll show right up. Mm -hmm. 
Follow Tales from the Fog on Instagram and Facebook at Tales from the Fog. You can follow Veronica on Instagram at Veronica Voices. Mm-hmm. And we don't have a Twitter, so screw them. <laughs> and until next time, we will see you in the fog. Bye, guys. Bye.